Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, this is the Xavier's Journey uh, podcast about my uh, that it was inspired by my son Xavier Duran Hutchins, aka the Big Dirty, and it's uh, a vehicle that is used by an organization that is called the Hope for Xavier Foundation. Uh, here on the podcast, we talk about things like awareness. Uh, and, and just try to bring awareness and help to the ones who are on that journey, to the ones who've just started that journey, or to the ones who come to a point in that journey where they don't know where to go. And as always, it's about uh, sharing information uh, and things of that nature. And that's what we try to do here on this podcast. Uh, my name is Samuel Hutchins. And of course, like I said earlier, this uh, podcast was inspired by my son, Xavier Duran Hutchins. And like I said, we call him the Big Dirty. Like Xavier's like 6'4", 340-something pounds, but he's a gentle giant, and he is really the inspiration for my life. And normally, uh, if you've been following the podcast, uh, you would know that uh, we've been doing what we call the seven uh, no-nos of joining. Uh, it's a series that I got from the Sunrise Service uh, about how to interact with your child who has autism, uh, you know, finding ways to... Uh, to just naturally integrate with them, you know, throughout their daily lives, things that they like to do, and you want to be inclusive in them. And uh, if you uh, haven't caught up on it, uh, you can go back and listen to the podcast. Um, I started, you know, a while back, uh, and kind of got away from it because uh, being very busy uh, with some of the things with the autism organization, as well as another podcast that I do, we call called "It's a Wrap." Uh, but I felt compelled to come on and do this. Uh, podcast because uh, I recently joined a group on on my Facebook. Of course, you can follow the Hope for Xavier Foundation on Facebook because it's called the Hope for Xavier Foundation. Uh, But anyway, what I was saying was I joined a group on uh, Facebook called Autism. Uh, And of course, it's about autism uh, awareness. And and there's like our motto at the Hope for Xavier Foundation is called, uh, well, not our motto, but our mission statement of Awareness and empowerment while empowering. Uh, with theirs, uh, they have also a three uh, prong att- attached to it. Uh, it's called awareness, accepting, and understanding. And in reading some of the posts, and you join, uh, you, you when you see that people who are just some people have been in on this journey. And I do like to call it a journey on this journey for a while. Some of them are just joining. And, and again, like I said, some of them are at a point in the journey that they really don't know which way to go. And that's why it's so important to talk with people who understand where you're coming from. Because if you're not uh, knowing someone with autism, as opposed to like living with someone with autism or having to actually have to take care of someone with autism or any of the uh, spectrum disorders like Onspargers, ADHD, and uh, PDD, and things of that nature. Uh, it's, it's always good to interact with people and find out what works for them and what doesn't work for them. And not everything that works for them is going to work for you, and not everything that works for you is going to work for them. But again, it's the sharing of information where you may find something that you can take away from that that can help you on this journey. And I met some really nice, really super people, and I hadn't met them personally. Uh, but uh, I had the interaction with him on Facebook. And one of the ones that I was most impressed by uh, was uh, called this young kid named uh, Lucas S. Uh, Book. I think is what his name is. I may be pronouncing it, or maybe brought, but I think it's Book. Uh, and his dad is doing something which I think is amazing and, and it's really inspiring and, and uplifting. And it gives you like a peek into what is exactly is going on. In the, in the daily lives, what happens, what what transpires in the life, in, in the typical day in the life, because he posts stuff about Lucas, 
and uh, what Lucas may be doing. And, and I think uh, I think it's a I guess you could call it a vlog because it's a video of Lucas. He may be at a store, or he may be at a restaurant, or he may be just be doing something around the house, and he records it, and and and, and it's really uplifted. And like I said, I don't know why, you know, and the reason that I do this podcast, you know, again, is to help the people in the autism community, which is growing by leaps and bounds uh, every year. Uh, I looked uh, a few minutes ago on Facebook and I could see that uh, we're up to it's up to twenty three thousand uh, uh, members that have joined that, that group. And it's not been in existence that long, but it just kind of speaks to the prevalence of how this is this is starting to affect everyone. And that's how it's important before for, uh, vlogs like Lucas, what's Lucas doing? Uh, Xavier's journey and and, and, and Crystal's uh, Sandstrom. She's another one who I met, you know, a while back. She's from Canada, uh, and she does an amazing job with her son Quentin and and her uh, daughter Jada. They do an amazing job because that that's kind of similar to where I am uh, with Xavier. Xavier uh, is is my son. He's autistic. Of course, Carlitha Hutchins is his sister. And she's five years older than Xavier. And so growing up in the house with, with Xavier, you know, that's an experience in itself. And so I can kind of relate to what uh, Crystal is going through, you know, uh, because uh, I think one of her vlogs here not too long ago was about uh, the exclusion of Quentin from, you know, from things that, you know, normal kids get to do in the school. He doesn't get invited to birthday parties. Uh, and that's the same thing he was with Xavier. Xavier didn't get invited to birthday parties. Uh, he didn't get get invited to sleepovers, but you know that never really bothered him because you know we 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 substituted that for him, so he really wouldn't miss it. But uh, again, she's she does an amazing job, and again, um, uh, Crystal, I'm gonna try to have you on. Uh, and like I said, I know you live in Canada, and I'm here in Georgia, uh, but maybe you can call in, and I can do an interview with you, and you can tell me you know a little bit more, a little bit, and give people an insight about what it is that you go through. You do an amazing job, and the perspective that you have is awe-inspiring and uplifting and it helps people like me uh, who are trying to do the same with other people. Um, and another one that I met uh, uh, is called uh, Jack uh, Greco. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing this, this name right. Uh, a lady named Candace Candy. And uh, I met a Melissa and uh, Francesca Couch. Uh, yeah, I met them as well. They do, uh, and they, like I said, they had uh, about their son, and I forget his name. It escapes me at the moment. But uh, again, we, we encourage one another. We get on there, you know, and you'll see something. And they'll say, does anybody know anything about this? Or uh, I'm feeling bad about this. And, and, and you you always want to give an encouraging word. And because, like I said, for me, I've been on this journey, not just by myself, you know, with Xavier's mother, Jacqueline Price. We've been on this journey. Uh, Xavier will be 27, November 16th. Uh, so he was diagnosed at 2. So we've been on this journey for 25 years and we've got a wealth of experience and a wealth of things, a ton of knowledge that we've tried to, to distribute, uh, not just through the Hope for Xavier Foundation, but into anybody that we uh, come into contact with. And uh, we're putting in work and we're going to continue to put in work. Uh, like I said, we still continue to have the gala. We still have the website, which is parked now, because if you go to the website now, which is hopeforxavierfoundation.org, excuse me, you're going to find that it's part because the website is going through some uh, construction, reconstruction, because there's been some restructuring in the organization uh, and there's been some stuff that's been added to it too, but we haven't launched that, but uh, when, when we get it back, when the construction is finished, we will, uh, we'll, post, we'll post it on the Facebook page 
uh, throughout the It's a Rap podcast and of course the Dream Out Loud 2000 and any other Facebook page, Instagram and things of that nature and let you guys know when it will be back up. But you can always feel free to, to uh, you can still uh, go to the contact page or you can contact me at the uh, Hutchins Enterprise 2000 at gmail.com uh, with your questions or with your information. I would be more than happy to come on, be able to come on and just go ahead and share that with you. But uh, what really compelled me to come on to it, normally, like I said, we, we I'm going to suspend the thing with the, the, the seven joinings of no. Of, of seven no-nos of joining that I got from the Sunrise Service. And when I say Sunrise Service, not that's S-O-N-R-I-S-E, Sunrise. Uh, that's a program that's uh, mainly directed toward uh, autis- autistic boys uh, because uh, a new statistic come out. And, and like I said, uh, I bought a T-shirt, you know, about four or five years ago, and it said one in every 88 children will be born with autism. One of them was mine. Well, just two years later, after I bought that T-shirt, it was down to 68. And, and I read a number, uh, something from the CDC the other day. It's down to 59, one in every 59. Uh, so, again, it's trending in the wrong direction. And I don't know if there's ever going to be a cure for it, but there's always going to be hope for it. And, and, and that's one of, part of the things that we do with the Hope for Xavier Foundation. We, do, we try to impute hope into people because that can be a very scary diagnosis. But it doesn't have to be, and it ha- and it, it always have to. It's gonna come back down to what you believe. It's always gonna come back down to your faith, uh, how you feel, and what gets you through. And and crying is, is like I told someone when they were talking about. It, I said crying doesn't mean that you fail. Crying means that you still care. Crying means that you still have hopes, and 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 you, what you're fighting for is not just for yourself. It's not just for your sanity. It's just not for your normalcy, but you're fighting for the quality of life for that person that you have been blessed to have. And and, and make no mistake about it. It is indeed a blessing. Now, uh, and you may be going through a storm. You may be having a hard time because I read somewhere um, on on the autism site, uh, Facebook page post, uh, someone that said something about uh, their son has tantrums and said that uh, they've had to replace... uh, their entry door. I'm assuming that it was an entry. They just said their door. I mean, so I don't. Let me be completely honest. They just said a the door. They've had to replace it, it uh, three times because of, you know that the tantrum that the that the child has, and it, it is to the point where you know he's destroying doors. Um, and my suggestion to that would be uh, just look into what causes the tantrums. And and I, I and it's it's, it's kind of hard to you know to give advice when you don't know the whole suspect whole realm of what it is that they're going through because in my case, well in our case Xavier's nonverbal, so he can't talk, but his communication skills are that of which he understands. You know when we talk about something, and, and one of the examples I like to always give is like Xavier knows he knows specifically what it is that you tell him what to do, because he's so observant and he pays attention to everything, and that may be heightened because he is nonverbal. Uh, for instance, say if I tell him to go into the kitchen and bring me a spoon, Xavier will bring me back a spoon. He won't bring me back a fork. You know he won't bring you back a knife. He'll bring you back a spoon because he knows what a spoon is. And that's because, you know, it's the training that he went to. Uh, And again, the the one thing that I always hammer on, and people may get tired of me saying it, but I'm always going to say this, and I'm always going to be a strong advocate for it. Uh, Early intervention is the absolute key. Early intervention, the quality of life between early intervention and late intervention is just so much different. 
um, because Xavier, like I said, Xavier was diagnosed at two. And when he had, when we got that diagnosis, uh, the original diagnosis was uh, PDD, which is called pervasive developmental disorder. And the reason they call it PDD at first was because he displayed some things that are characteristic of uh, people on the spectrum with autism. But then it, it didn't make sense because some of the other stuff that he did didn't was complete opposite saying that no, he's not on the spectrum. Um, of course, there was things like the eye contact, um, you know, him wanting to play by himself, um, you know, him being fixated on things that then at that time it was cars, you know, little hot wheel cars. He was fixated on those um, and newspapers. And, you know, that was his obsession, so to speak. And so you can call it OCBs. He was in it. You can call it those, too. But um, those were the, some of the things that that I guess set an alarm out to his mom because I never noticed him because the interaction thing with me was never not there. I mean, like he acknowledged when I came into the room, uh, of course he would, he, he, he noticed, you know, behaviors that I had, um, like, uh, putting on cologne. He said he would put on cologne. Uh, he knew that I was, and what it was, I still, I am a very big sports fan. As soon as I come to the door, Xavier would pick up the remote and he would turn it to ESPN because he knew that I was a big sports fan. I spent a lot of my time. So the interaction thing I never did see, but it, but it was something, you know, I'm thinking that was one of the triggers that sent his mom into saying, you know, he's not really interacting with other people, with other children. You know, he's not, you know, as curious as they were. And, and again, it was something that I didn't see, but she saw it. And, and like I said, be forever forever give her credit for that and, and be forever grateful for her for that because Xavier has what I think in uh, all things considering you know with him having the autism and you know being nonverbal where he is on the spectrum um, I think Xavier has a great life uh, but we continue to strive to make leeways and better ways for that to make that life even for him even better because you know as time comes, age comes, you know, and your ability to do some do certain things at a certain age, they, uh, they go away from you when you get older. So you got to have things in place to prepare for that. And, you know, and there are things, you know, that happen sometimes that you get a glimpse into that future. And, then, you know, it, that's one of the reasons why you want to be prepared. You want to put things in place. Uh, you want laws changed. You want um, accessibilities changed. You want uh, principalities held in check. Um, and you want it to be an ongoing thing because, you know, there's one thing that um, a parent wants from any child, whether they are autism or not, you, you pray for that child's independence. That is the greatest gift that I feel that a parent can get from a child. That is the greatest gift I think that a child can give to a parent is that independence. But the uh, reality of the thing is, Xavier never, may never be that independent to where he doesn't need anybody. And then, and that's one of the things that I, I work toward uh, with the Hope for Xavier Foundation. And again, like I said, the Xavier's journey is one of those things that I try to, uh, a vehicle that I put in place because it's about the sharing of information uh, because this thing is, is a lot bigger than people realize. And to be quite honest, when I started reading some of the posts from some of the people that were joining and I saw myself in a lot of those posts because they were, because I've been where they were. And that's why, you know, I don't try to, 
you know, comment on all of them. Uh, but I, but the ones that really, that I think that I can really quote unquote, make a difference in, I'll comment on them. I'll give them some advice, you know, and it may be, you know, something that happened with Xavier or something that I know that happened with, you know, somebody that was in our organization, you know, and you try to, you know, then to give out the resources like the Marcus center, um, and like autism speaks and, um, Autism now, because like I said, when Xavier got that diagnosis, I delved head first and tried to, and all, a lot of the information that I was getting and you know, that was coming from, and you know, things to look for. Uh, and, 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 and don't get me by wrong, by no stretch of the imagination, am I saying I'm an expert when it comes to autism? But I will tell you this I am an expert when it comes to autism within my son. And, um, and, and I, that's the information that I've gained, the experience that I've gathered. Uh, that's why the publication that we have uh, and the events that we have, they're all geared toward helping people to understand where they are on this journey and, 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 and not to not to ever give up. You don't ever give up on it. And, and, and like I said, I'm a man of faith. I believe in God and, and my purpose in life changed dramatically when I found out about my son having autism. And my purpose and my drive and a lot of things, you know, were off me at that time because I knew that I had to do what was best for my son and having people that love my son has been such a great asset so to speak because the one thing about awareness when you talk about awareness with autism and people don't really understand this is that that is where the understanding comes from it's going to come from because people only understand what they're aware of and, and that's what you have to have to get. If, and because a lot of people, you, you you can't assume, you just can't assume that they know, oh, he's autistic, so I'm going to treat him this way. Because autism doesn't really have a look, which is why, which is why some people get so offended by when they hear somebody say, well, he doesn't look like he's autistic. Well, if you didn't know he was autistic, you would know it by the way he looked because it doesn't have a look. Autism is more about a behavior. Because if you're looking for, you know, for a child that's got crossed eyes or you're looking for a child that's just, you know, doing uh, unusual things like that and you call that autism, you know, that may be part of, you know, someone's makeup with autism. Uh, but autism is, 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 that's why they call it a spectrum, you know, it, 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 because one thing about a spectrum, you know, it has different levels. It has different uh, meanings when it comes to understanding well, and spectrum, and, 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 and I think spectrum is a great way to put it, um, because when you think about a spectrum, you can think about a prism, a, a color prism, you know, how many different you know, colors that you can see in a kaleidoscope, you know, and how they all work together to make something beautiful, and, and, and that's what you have to understand about autism, you know, if you look at it in the right perspective, uh, it'll help you a lot, it'll be a lot less stressful, I'm not saying that it's not going to be stressful, because there are uh, because, you know, like I say, Xavier was diagnosed when he was two. Uh, but fast forward, when he turned seven, Xavier uh, developed what is called a seizure condition. And he takes 25 pills a day. You know, not at one time he takes 15 and then he takes 10. That's seven days a week, 365 days a year for a seizure condition. A lot of people think it's for his autism, but no, it's not for his autism. Uh, there was a speech therapist, uh vocal languages and all that good stuff that, that went into his education and um, we were blessed that he was blessed to have a couple of teachers who were just super all of his teachers did a great job but he just had a couple that were just super and just fell in love with him and they really went above and beyond um, for my son 
uh, a Jimmy Houston. And, and I tell people he learned more in those two years at Wanderbarra Middle School that he learned in his entire life, his growth and his ability to interact and understand. I mean, uh, my son, you know, of course he does sign language, uh, but but Jimmy Houston just took just such good care and such an interest in my son. And one thing about uh, autistic children, well, I can say this about mine. I don't know all about all autistic children, but Xavier can read people's heart and he could right off the bat. I mean, people he have he has never met before. He can read their heart. And, and when we had the IEP meeting, that's another thing. It was another subject I'll get into later about how important it is to be stay on top of the IEP meetings. Uh, but we went to the IEP meeting when we first met uh, Mr. Houston. And, you know, and when, when Jacqueline and I walked out of the meeting, I said, I feel good about him um, because he seemed like he really cared. He really seemed like he really understood it because... Uh, prior to that, he had a teacher named Steve Williams. I never forget that. Mr. Williams was another one who just, you know, just went above and beyond for my son. And I will never forget that. And I'll always appreciate both of those, both of those two gentlemen um, for being who they were to my son and, you know, and, put, and, and caring about my son. And of course, even in the community, there was an officer loving good, you know, after Xavier graduated from high school. Um, you know, this was after high school was over with. It was during the summer. And Officer Loving Good just came by one day, and he loved. He noted that Xavier loved Doritos and had the biggest bag of Doritos for Xavier because he was just thinking about him, that he cared about him, and that just let me know that my son was really touching people uh, in ways that he had no idea. And uh, of course, all of this was before the Hope for Xavier Foundation got off off the ground, and. Uh, and then you start to realize how this thing uh, really reaches people, even people who don't have autism, who are around it, uh, because it takes a special kind of person uh, to raise an autistic child, you know, because there's a lot that goes into it. You know, there's doctor visits. Um, of course, like to say with Xavier developing the, the seizure condition, that just they just added, added more to it, you know, because now we got, you know, we were blessed. Uh, in one regard, because he got into uh, what was called a case study uh, and a drug that had not hit the market yet, but it was being, you know, uh, marketed, being tested. And he got into that, into that, and he wound up being one of the chosen ones. And he didn't get the placebo. He got the actual drug, which helped uh, his seizures to subside substantially, which is, um, which turned out to be a blessing. And, and I don't know if I'm violating any uh, FDA code, so I'm not going to disclose what the what the drug was. But I think it's it's just been approved by the FDA, um, and 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 it, and it does help. And then of course you can get into about the uh, CD CDB oils and you know oil extracts from uh, marijuana. And I'm, I still don't know where I am on that. Uh, still reading stuff on that. Still, so I hadn't really made up my mind how that how that is because first thing that people talk about marijuana, you know what? You just making the kid high, but they're talking about the extracts from it, not the actual smoking of marijuana. It's like the oils they come from it that helps it. Um, and again, it's like uh, uh, there's new studies out now about you know uh, the child's stomach, uh, the guts. And that how uh, probiotics, the studies that they're doing with probiotics, that will help with the autism. I still don't understand how that uh, quite all, all works either. But again, these are topics for, uh, for shows that will come up later. And these are topics that I'll, uh, 
you know, of course, every information that I get, I will pass along to you and try to explain it to you as I understand it. But if I, anything that I pass on, if you don't know, if you understand it differently, by all means, I, I, I welcome you to, uh, uh, send me a comment or give me a call or hit me up on Facebook, uh, Twitter, uh, Instagram, so either of my pages, uh, the hope for Xavier foundation. Like I say, it's on, uh, it's, a, it's our face, our official Facebook page. Uh, I, I usually respond within, you know, a couple of hours. I don't, you know, I'm pretty, pretty active on that. I stay on that almost every day. Uh, like, or you could, uh, go to, uh, the it's a wrap page uh it's also linked to the hope for xavier foundation that's foundation as well as the dream out loud 2000 they're all hooked and intertwined so if you know or if you're a fan of any of those pages uh then you know whatever you excuse me any whatever i see or whatever you see or know you'll see on mine too um but getting back to what i was talking about on the autism page on um on facebook like i said i just read so many posts and a lot of them had hope and some of them, some of them were looking for hope. Uh, a lot of them had, were at their wit's end, and they don't really know what to do. And that's why a community like that on Facebook is so important. And again, uh, that the, getting back to what I was like the Lucas uh, book, or Lucas block. Uh, I think I think it's block book. I'm sorry. And like I said, the vlog. Like, what's Lucas doing now? And, and like I said, I don't know, you know, if the reasoning for doing it, but I'm glad that the guy does it. Because again, it gives you a, a, a look insight, you know, that you that you don't have to guess about what's going on. You actually can see what's going on with Lucas, and the, the kid is so so smart and so bright and, and and so happy, you know. And I know that can only come from a nurturing and loving environment that he's in, which is one of the things that you know I'm so proud when people see Xavier. Uh, that's the first thing that's something. Well, not the first thing. That's one of the things that people will say. Well, they say you can tell that that child is loved, and, and, and that goes from all of his siblings, you know, and, and his his cousins, his uncles, and people like that. You know, that they 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 really you know levitate and gravitate and levitate to Xavier. And they love him so much, and and he feels that. And like I say, he can feel the genuine love, and he can you know, of course, he'll dispel the the fake love too. But like I said, I don't know how, but some, for whatever reason, he can read people, you know, and he's, he's, he's never wrong about them, but he can see people's heart. And, and that's one of the things that I'm grateful for about Xavier. And like I said, the autism thing, um, it's, it's, it's just something that, you know, is going to be a part of my life for the rest of my life. Uh, and I'm going to continue to push awareness and I'm going to continue to push empowerment. I'm going to, and, and then I'm going to continue to push encouraging people and getting them to understand that, you know, don't look how you look at it is going to determine how heavy this burden is going to be for you. And you have to understand that because if you look at it as woe is me, if you look at it, me as doom and gloom, it's automatically going to get heavier for you. But if you look at it the way I look at it, like my God is able. And if he is able, I am able. And then because I am able, my child will be able. And that's why I continue to push what I push with this, you know. And so when I see people and they have, you know, the Hope for Xavier Foundation, anytime you see that, uh, we want to, it's not anything about me. I don't make any money off of it. It's not about making my life easy. It's about, you know, bringing awareness to my community, bringing, you know, awareness to the people who are getting ready to go on this journey. Because like I said, somebody's getting that diagnosis every day and they have no idea because I didn't know that much about autism um, at all, you know, because 
a lot of time in retrospect, now you see stuff that was called autism. It wasn't called autism back then. Uh, case in point, uh, Helen Keller, you know, she was just in some circles, they were, she, they were, she was looked at as demon possessed. You know, some cases she was just looked at as retarded. Uh, she was just looked at as, you know, just strange. Lock her up and put her away. Just keep her away from society. But in hindsight, now we look at that and we find we realize that, you know, that was really the first documented cases of autism. One of the first documented, well, not documented, but we call it autism now, but we didn't know what to call it then. You know, so, you know, and those are the things that, that you have to have to guard against, you know, for people trying to put people in a box and want to put them away. Um, and like some of the stuff that we got coming up now, where we finally, finally, it looks like we're going to be finished with the DVD that we started like like three years ago. That's going to help with some of the insight. Uh, you're going to meet some people that have aut- had autism, and, and you want the camera had camera crew that followed them around. Shouts out to uh, Lot 25 Films for doing that for us. Uh, and on there, you'll see a roundtable discussion where we were sitting around and we were talking with people who were asking questions. And these were people who had different uh, experience with autism. You know, they knew somebody with autism or they had a, a niece with autism or they had a nephew that had autism or they had a cousin that had autism. Or, you know, they know somebody that's, you know, going just going through things. And those experiences, they help people. And that's the, the thing that I try to get people to understand, the, the sharing of information. Uh, this journey is not meant for you to go alone. I mean, and, and information is no good unless you pass it along. And that's why, you know, when I think, see things that I think will help somebody, you know, in, on, on whatever scale, you know, it could be a small scale, it could be a big scale. But like, you know, when I seen the series on the uh, seven no-nos of joining from the Sunrise Service, I thought that that would help some people. And I think it will help some people because, like I said, we what we want to know is how we can make our child's life better because, you know, in, in another uh, cliche that comes in, you know, a child with autism is going to become an adult with autism. And then you got to know what do you do with that? You know, where do you go with that? You know, where in society do we put them? You know, you don't treat them like you did Helen Keller 50, 60 years ago. You don't do that now. You know, just they got society, they belong in society. And then with the right opportunity and with the right training, and like I was going to say, get back, you know, not to be beating a dead horse. Early intervention. Early intervention is absolutely the key. And so, um, and, and we need your support, you know, not just monetarily, you know, we just need, sometimes we just need your voice, you know, to help us, you know, to get people to hear what, hear what we have to say. You know, the strength in numbers, I think, you know, like, you know, some of the laws uh, and some of the training that's going on, especially with EMTs and police officers and, you know, medical uh, personnel, you know, to keep that training going, to keep that awareness going so that when an officer walks up on a child, you know, or a young adult and, and not knowing that that child has autism, you know, it can turn into a tragedy. And, you know, you can't go to that parent and say, well, I didn't know he had autism, but I, but you killed him. I didn't know he had autism, but I shot him. I didn't know he had autism. You know, they, you know, to take that, that away, you know, the height and the training that these people that they have to go through, I think would help, you know, to, to, to see some of the signs. I mean, it may be something as simple as, you know, when you, you know, having it on file there in your local police uh, station, you know, maybe come up when, you know, when that uh, child's name come up or that young adult's name comes up, you know, have something in his file that says has autism, you know, and maybe you get to the scene 
and you know that they got autism, then you're going to handle them a little bit different. Or if they're wearing a bracelet or something that says, you know, I have autism, uh, you know, so that, that, that awareness is heightened as before you get there, as opposed to rolling up on somebody and calling them non-compliant. Then you wind up tasing them or shooting them because you didn't know, you know, and, and, and again, not to to knock the, the police officer if he didn't know you know there was absolutely no way for him to he probably would have reacted different because I still believe that most police officers not all of them are dirty I think that's a very small percentage but with the media being what it is they'll portray it as like you know all cops are bad and you know he ought to be shaming uh, he didn't have any empathy for that child and but a lot of times they just really didn't know and it's not their fault because I still believe that, that the officers are human beings first and they, they, they want the same thing that we want. They just want to go home at the end of the day, safe. You know, they want to come back to their loved ones because they got children too. And they want anybody, you know, they're sworn to protect and serve. So, and, you know, and, and you can call it, maybe they're saying I'm naive that I don't understand, but I don't believe that. I just think that, you know, all people, all human beings are decent human beings, you know, until they prove something different. And so that's one of the things that I look at, you know, uh, that needs to be fixed, you know, budget cuts and things like that, that, that they say deem net not necessary. You know, I, I don't, I don't get that. You know, how can, you know, quality of life of someone not be, how can you decide that, you know what, you know what, this ain't working. I'm not going to pour any more money into that, you know, and I, and I understand not increasing it, but I don't understand just taking it all away and say, ah, it ain't working. Let's do something else. But then we're getting down into the political uh, arena and things of that nature too. So with that being said, uh, this is probably going to be the end of this broadcast. And like I said, big shout out to um, Lucas S book. I think I'm breaking out my, um, on what's Lucas doing. I think you're doing an amazing job, sir. And I, uh, and I continue to uh, watch that blog and uh, maybe you can start your own podcast too. You know, I know this is only audio, but uh, what you're doing is amazing, and, I, and like I said, I do this not just for you know I do it to you know to share the information, but it's sort of like therapy for me too, because sometimes I do I need picking up too, I need boosting too, and you know, and if I can encourage somebody, you know, and they tell me that I helped them, then that that boosts me, that helps me, and, and keeps me going too. But my God is going to be on my side, and He keeps me going. And again, like I said, shout out to Crystal Sandstrom. Uh, her and Quentin and Jada, uh, like I said, uh, Crystal, I'm going to have you on the show. And like I said, I'm going to get that call in line together so you can call in and I can interview you uh, because I think you, you you add an amazing uh, insight to things as well. And a shout out again to Jack uh, Greco, uh, Candice Candy, and Melissa and Francesca Couch, uh, Crouch. Uh, you know, not my new friends that I've met on Facebook. Uh, and like I said, if you, if you are a Facebook fan, uh, participant you know go to the hope for xavier foundation page and you know like uh and i'm going to send this out so if you could like share and subscribe this podcast you know if you fed you know of course you can comment i want you to comment on it uh you can go to the facebook page and comment or you can go to the uh hope for xavier foundation uh website and comment or you can just comment to me on my facebook page or you can just send me, drop me an email, HutchinsEnterprise2000 at gmail.com. And again, uh, thank you guys for listening. And with that being said, we're going to be out. And again, uh, I will get back to doing the uh, 
no no the seven joinings uh seven no no's of joining uh, that i got from the sunrise service uh, we'll get back on there we're up to number five and like i said if you, this is only seven so that means we're going to do five six and seven but if you need to catch up on the other four you can go back uh and catch up on them like i said you can uh we're here on anchor uh but we can also be found found on spotify uh if you're an android user uh itunes uh, Stitcher and a couple of more just type in uh, Xavier's Journey it should pop up and all the episodes should be there uh, we want you to like share and subscribe to all of them and again uh, this will be uh, me signing off now and again thank you guys for listening uh, and I hope you have found this informative uh, in- inspiring and like I said you, if you want to be a part of the show or something like that again I give you all the communications uh, to let me know But anyway, having said that, this is going to be Sam Hutchins signing off now. And again, like, share and subscribe. Again, thank you for listening.